Today's podcast is brought to you by newspapers.com, the ultimate destination for exploring the mysteries of the past. If you're fascinated by true crime, get ready to dive into the stories that made headlines. Newspapers.com offers a billion pages of historical newspapers from the U.S. and beyond, and you can search the entire collection in seconds. Their vast newspaper collection is a goldmine for eyewitness accounts, crime scene photos, news reports, and more. Whether you're interested in famous crimes or long-forgotten cases, Newspapers.com gives you a front-row seat to more than 300 years of history. For our listeners, Newspapers.com has a special offer. Use the code CUPOFMURDER for an exclusive 20% discount on your subscription. That's promo code CUPOFMURDER at Newspapers.com. Sign up today and start unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. Are you looking for a way to save a little money? What about getting your subscriptions under control? If so, then I've got just the solution for you. Rocket Money. With the help of Rocket Money, I was able to find a subscription that I completely forgot to cancel before the free trial was up. I'm sure you've all been there, and Rocket Money can help me cancel it. Between streaming platforms, apps, delivery services, and even parenting and kids subscriptions, it's hard to keep track of exactly what you're spending and how much it all adds up to each and every month. Not to mention the fact that it seems every single day one of those subscriptions suddenly jumps up in price. Rocket Money alerts you when this happens so you're never caught unawares. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With them, I can see clearly what my monthly spending is and how it compares to the month before, making saving money and taking control over my finances so much easier. They'll also try to negotiate lowering your bills up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll even deal with customer service for you. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. That's rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. Rocketmoney.com Slash morning cup. There were two more murders 15 miles when away. When arrived, they found the telephone. The weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Cup of murder. Going to another country, whether for business or pleasure, should be an exciting time. However, when body parts started washing ashore in Singapore, the bodies of tourists, a vacation started to seem much more deadly. On March 19, 1995, the tourist from hell was arrested after taking the lives of three fellow travelers. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. John Martin Scripps, born December 9, 1959, spent much of his childhood traveling alongside of his father, a father who, when John was just nine years old, committed suicide, and left the boy with lasting developmental problems. Problems that eventually led to him dropping out of school at 15. But John kept doing what he and his father loved, traveling, often raising money through odd jobs and selling antiques. In May of 1974, John had his first run-in with the authorities when he was sentenced to 12 months conditional discharge and a 10-pound fine for burglary. This did not deter him, and he was charged three other times by August of 1976. And by 1978, he had escalated to indecent assault. 
While traveling to Mexico, John met a woman named Maria, and the two were married in 1980. The couple traveled together until 1982, when he was sentenced to three years in jail for theft, burglary, and resisting arrest. Maria was fed up when, just months left of his sentence, John ran away from jail and stole once again. She filed for divorce and married a police constable. This didn't stop John from harassing his ex-wife. He enacted various forms of revenge until she divorced her new husband and returned to Mexico. John then began adding a little something extra to his travel itinerary. He started trafficking drugs between Asia and Europe for a syndicate. It was the perfect job for him. He made good money and got to travel as much as he wanted. However, Singapore authorities became suspicious in 1987 and he was arrested in Heathrow Airport for possession. With him was a key to a safe deposit box in Singapore. When authorities opened it, they seized 1.5 kilograms of heroin worth about $1 million. He was sentenced to seven years in 1988, escaped while on home leave, and then was rearrested and added six more years. While in Albany prison on the Isle of Wight in the early 1990s, he became a model prisoner. This meant he was trusted with certain menial jobs, one of which would become very important to his future criminal history. He began working as a butcher under the training of a man with over 20 years of experience. He was taught how to dismember and remove bone from animals after soldering them, and he was quite good at it. Keep that in mind as we continue this macabre story. After being transferred to the Mount Prison in Hertfordshire, John was able to escape while, yet again, on home leave. His own mother, who noticed that he sold all of his belongings, urged authorities not to let him leave. John Martin then, to avoid recapture, used the birth certificate of another inmate and got a passport in his name. Within a month of his escape, John turned up in Mexico, where he told the British Embassy that he lost his passport and was able to get another as John Martin. He then arrived in Singapore on March 8, 1995, the same day that Gerard George Lowe came to Singapore from South Africa. While at the airport, Gerard was befriended by a man named Simon Davis, who suggested that they share a room while in Singapore. Gerard agreed. They booked a room at the Riverview Hotel, and the next morning, John Martin, still posing as Simon Davis, asked the hotel receptionist to delete Gerard Lowe from the room registration. According to him, he kicked Gerard out after finding out the man was a homosexual. John Martin checked out on March 11th and flew to Bangkok the same day. On March 13th, a pair of legs were found in a plastic bag floating off of Clifford Pier. Three days later came a pair of thighs and a torso. Prior to these pieces washing up, Gerard Lowe's frantic wife called the authorities after her husband, who was known to call his family frequently while overseas, had failed to return home. By April 1st, she was able to confirm, despite never finding his arms or head, that the pieces belonged to her husband. Thus began the M.O. of John Martin Scripps. He would pose as a fellow tourist and converse with randomly chosen Caucasian travelers on their flights, assuming that they were on vacation and away from home. He would then arrange to stay in the same hotel as these victims, and, once he had an excuse to be in their room, he would use an electroshock weapon to immobilize them before hitting them over the head with a hammer and then using his skills as a butcher to dismember the bodies in the bathroom. He would then use their money, 
and identification to change his passport and remain under the radar. His next victims were mother and son, Sheila May and Darren John Demood, who were traveling from British Columbia, Canada. The two had come to Thailand on a holiday and met in Bangkok and flew to Phuket on March 15th, where they met the tourist from hell. He befriended the pair and found out that they were staying at Nilly's Marina Inn. He got a room in the same building. The Demudes were, after breakfast the next morning, never seen again. At around 11 a.m., John Martin called the inn's receptionist, asking to move to the Demudes' room, who had left. John checked out and returned to Singapore on March 19th. That same day, the skull of Sheila and Darren were found in a disused tin mine. A torso and pair of each arms and legs were found along a road five days later, so decomposed that visual identification was impossible. Police had to use dental records as the other pieces were never found. Scotland Yard later suspected that John Martin was involved in the murder of Timothy McDowell and William Shackle, but he could not be conclusively linked. John Martin was arrested when he arrived at Changi Airport on March 19, 1995, after producing a passport with the name Simon Davis on it. The name had been put on a watch list after connecting it to Gerard Lowe with hotel records. While in custody, John smashed his wrist on the glass panel and cut himself as a suicide attempt, fearing his crimes were finally catching up to him. On his person were five passports, two British ones issued to Simon Davis, two Canadian ones belonging to the Demudes, and a South African one issued to Gerard Lowe. All of them, though, had John Martin's photo affixed to the pages. They also found a hammer, an electroshock weapon, a can of mace, two pairs of handcuffs, thumb cuffs, two knives, two Swiss Army knives, and an oil stone. On March 21st, he was taken to court on initial charges related to forgery. Three days later, he was charged under his real name for the murder of Gerard Lowe, as well as various other charges. He tried to claim that the murder of Gerard Lowe was simply self-defense after the man assaulted him, and that a friend of his helped him to dispose of the body and flee using the Demude's passport. However, on November 7th, the judge dismissed his fabricated story and sentenced him to death by hanging. On April 19, 1996, John Martin Scripps became the first Westerner since Singapore's independence to be executed. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on March 20th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.